0: We are back. Welcome to the sacred hour. I hope everybody is doing well. Hey, and today we'll be talking about will God show you his will? Huh? Will God show you his will? What's his will for my life? Have you ever thought about that? What is God's will for my life? Do I even have a purpose and a plan for my life? Well, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you do. You do. You were wonderfully fashioned and made in the image of God himself. And he's given everybody a purpose and a plan, no matter how long or how short our life is on this earth. All of our lives are intertwined and connected together. Please understand that. And the thing is, is that. Would God reveal his will to me? Well, the Bible is very clear if you've ever wondered if God will reveal his will to you as his child. Yes, he will. And he does it through different ways. But first of all, let's see how he will how he will reveal. His will to us, let's say, let's see in Proverbs Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Verses five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. But see, the thing is, is that. First of all, you got to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You can't doubt. And that's where I, 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 I get in trouble at sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to trust in God. Because God don't work on my timing. You know, God works on his own timing. One day to God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years to him is like one day. That's what the Bible says. So it's hard for me to trust in you, Lord, when you sitting up on the throne, chilling. And here it is. My I feel my I'm trying to get my bills paid. I'm trying to get this job. You know, I got people running their mouth saying this, saying that. I got all these thoughts going on in my mind that demons are trying to put into my mind concerning with depression and concerning I'm worthless in my past. But the thing is, the Lord said, look, 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 if you would just take the time to just put all of that aside, I knew that was going to happen to you before you were born. Listen to what the Lord is saying. A lot of us, we deal with a lot of anxiety about the future. And we deal with a lot of shame because of our past. But God is saying what I knew what your past was going to be 2000 years ago. I knew what your future was going to be. 3000 years ago. Why? Because he created time for mankind and he lives outside of time. And also he created us. So why is it so hard for us to put our trust and our care into the hands of the one who created us? It takes you getting out of your comfort zone. And a lot of us don't want to get out of our comfort zone. We're so used to what we know, but what we know isn't working. It's not working. Listening to your friends, it's not working. So it's time for us to listen to the one who created us and created this world. And he says in Proverbs chapter three, starting at verse five, he says, trust in me. With all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him. Not just some of them, not just one time, not just on Easter Sunday when you go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls and get your little your little suit and your socks and shoes to match. With the Malcolm X bow tie. no. No, not just on Christmas when you come up in there late because, you know, they serving food at the Christmas service. And then you slip out right after the right after the sermon is over. So you can hurry up and get your plate and get home only to do it again. 364 days later. No, he says in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your paths. That's what God says. That's what he says. Now, the thing is, is that the Lord is faithful to reveal the path of life to those who seek it. The path of life. What's that? We can find that in Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. See, the thing is, if you want to know God's will for your life as a child of God, you've got to get into the word of God. Let me say that one more time. If you want to know the will of God for your life, you've got to get into the word of God, which is life. Huh? So the thing is, Psalm 1611 says. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And this is King David talking about who our Lord and our Savior. He said, you will show me the path of life. He will show you what you want, what he wants for you to do in your life. If you will just seek him. And David, what he had made up in his mind and he had tasted of the Lord and seen that he was good. And God most definitely showed him the path for his life. Now, how can I discover God's plan? He's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose. We see he's got a path for us. But how can I discover it? Of course, I told you the Bible, the holy word of God. And in it from Genesis to Revelation is direction. I mean, there's so many times when I get bogged down i think about so many things i've done in my life sometimes or you know i'll I'll think about um you know man preaching about this or teaching about that and then all of a sudden a, a thought comes into my mind and i know it's nothing but a. sometimes it's my own thoughts but sometimes it's demonic thoughts and the thing is the thought will say hey how can you teach on that or nobody wants to hear from you Hey, if you put some on Facebook, all of those people knew your life back then. They don't want to hear nothing from you. And what happens? I shy away and I don't do it. But if only I would get into the word of God. It would strengthen me. So there's been times where I didn't get into the word of God and I just wallowed in my sorrows. But then there's times where I push that thought, thought away. I speak to that thought in Jesus name. I reject you. That's not what God thinks about me. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm more than a conqueror. And i go into his word. And what happens? He leads me. He guides me. And within about five minutes, I'm strengthened as if the thought had never came into my mind again. And so what? It's not magical. What is it? It's just that the Bible is life. It's the word of God. It's not just some regular book. It's not some book that crazy men and King James got together to control the people. And they may. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, sir. No, sir. The scriptures were written way before King James. I'm sorry. That's just not going to hold up in the court of law. So the thing is, is that when I get into the word of God, Psalm 119 Verse 105 shows me what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The book of Psalms was written, what, 2,500 years? I mean, what, 2,500 years? 2,800 years before King James? Come on, man. It says that the word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you would just get into the word of God, huh? All of the answers of life are there. Man, and how else can I discover what God wants me to do? I know he's got a plan. I know he's got a purpose. I've got it to his word. But by prayer, prayer, communicating and talking with the Lord in prayer. And, you know, my prayer life, usually I get up at three o'clock in the morning and pray. But usually I pray throughout all times of the day. But my prayer time, my most special prayer times is at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. You might say, well, why is it that you get up early in the morning? Well, I'm about to show you in the book of Mark. I'm about to show you in the book of Mark. And I need to do a teaching on this also. But I just want to talk about this one moment. Why I get up so early to prayer to pray. And it's found in Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. No, actually, I want to start at Mark chapter 1, verses 32 through 39. Okay. And it says At evening when the sun had set, they brought to him, who is him, Jesus. They brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. They came to his house. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Meaning what? He didn't didn't want the demons to go and tell everybody that he was the son of God. He didn't want that because his time had not yet come. So he didn't want the demons to say, hey, everybody. And they did. They would do it anyway. Matter of fact, they did it in the same chapter starting at verse 21. You can read about that on your own time. But it says it says that the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place or, or you know, kind of like a deserted place. And there he prayed and Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Woo! But it says in verse 35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place in a lone place, deserted place, private place. And there he prayed talking about Jesus. Who's he praying to? He's praying to the father. The one he had known even before time had even began. The one who was with him when he created this world and created you and created me. He was talking to the father. And the thing is, is that. Prayer is so important in this spiritual Walk. You just can't sit around and just listen to what everybody is saying. You just can't sit around and follow everything that you see and you hear on social media and TV. No, you can't even follow halfway everything that your pastor say because half the time he lying and he or she is lying anyway. So the thing is, is that you got to read your word and pray. Talk to God. Talk to the father. Talk to him about your needs. Talk to him about your wants. And he will talk back to you. Why? Because he's real. But the problem is a lot of people, they do a lot of talking, but they don't wait for the answer. And I'm I'm not talking about in their life. I'm talking about in that actual prayer time. They do a whole bunch of complaining, a whole bunch of whining, a whole bunch of God. This is what I want. Let me let me. It's like they Aladdin or something. And they got a little lamp and they want to rub it and they want, they want God to be the genie and him come out and grant them three wishes of anything that they want. No, God don't work like that. Huh? He don't work like that. The thing is, is that when you talk to God, you got to sit back for a minute and wait and wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and guide you. And he will. And I need to do a teaching on that also. So how can I discover God's plan? I got through my through the word of God, through prayer. And also the thing is, you got certain circumstances that happen or go or go on in your life because with a child of God, really, there is no coincidence. There ain't no coincidence. Sometimes there's been times where I've asked God. Lord, where should I work at? What job should I choose? What job should I choose? And I'll apply for all all kinds of jobs. Right. And I'll ask God, Lord, what job should I choose? What job should I choose? And there was a time last year there was a job offering to pay me twenty three dollars an hour. Now, this is my life. So I'm not telling you to make certain, you know, certain choices like I make. But I'm, I'm telling you that there is no coincidence in the, the, the life of a child of God. I had been offered, I had two things on the table, right? I'm a husband and I have a wife and I have three children. I had an opportunity to do an internship at this ministry, the International House of Prayer here in Atlanta. So I had an opportunity to do an internship with them. It's three months of sitting alone, sitting time alone. You just studying the Bible and praying and uh, for hours and things like that. And I had always wanted to do it. Just to do it, I had heard about it, but usually it costs like a thousand dollars to to get into the internship and I know people might be saying, "Man, a thousand dollars you can have done at your house well you know it, it's 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 just you know they 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 have you know different things they teach you, and anyways, of course, you know they got to make their money too, and it just is what it is, but anyways, I had always wanted to just do it you know I had always wanted to do it, and it seemed like a challenge to me three months of going through their rigorous program i want i looked like a challenge to me and i always wanted to do it well at the same time this job that i had always wanted and that i had i had applied for about this was may 2018 i applied i had applied for the job in january this january 2018 the first of the year last year that job called me back they were offering me 23 dollars an hour to work with the federal government and i was trying to get back into the federal system and uh so I had a dilemma. And then to make it, so, make it so crazy, this internship, for the first time, they were offering it for free. Usually, I had to, you had to pay like $1,000. And five years before, I was trying to save up the money to do the internship, back when I was working full-time at a church. And uh, the pastor had said he'll pay for me. And I told him, I don't want you to pay for me. I want God to, you know, supply the money. Well, you know, I never went. So, you know, I guess that was God's plan for me at that time, you know, not to go at that time. Because I never got the money But this time it was for free Free They were offering it for free The whole three month internship for free You just had to pay like a $50 application fee or something And I was like whoa So I had this opportunity To be able to spend time with God Meet new people Learn some things I never knew before Or I could take this job They paying me $23 an hour I'll be back in the federal government And you know doing my thing and you talking about some and I had to make the decision that week I only had seven days and uh because they both called me at the same time and uh man you talking about stressed out I was stressed out and um I had to take some alone time with God and I got with him and I spent a lot of time in prayer I said everything I wanted to say everything i i i just Told them, I said, Lord. At the same time, you know, i got trying to get try this money. You know, I got to take care of my family. And when I went to go take the job with the uh, with the Department of Veteran Affairs at that time, that federal government job that was offering me twenty three dollars an hour, um, I didn't feel no peace, man. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't rest. I couldn't rest. And I called them back and I told them, you know what? I don't want to do. Th- I don't want it. And the lady was like, hey, we'll even hold the job for you. I said, "Nah, I can't do this. You know, I can't do it. And I, you know, came up with an excuse. I wasn't going to say, hey, you know, I can't do it because I'm spending three times in prayer. I came up with an excuse and uh, I told her I couldn't do it. And right after I told her I couldn't do it, this weight came off of me. This immense pressure and stress and weight came off of me. And uh, I, I went into the internship and I was happy. You know, now, of course, thoughts would come in my mind during, you know, times of in the internship. And I'd be like, man, I should have took that job. Man, I should took that job. But I don't regret it. That's a de- that's a real decision, a real life decision I made. I don't regret it at all. I learned a lot, a lot of things that I had been dealing with spiritually and in my past concerning who I thought I was as a man, uh, concerning my relationship with my uh. My pastors who you know who 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 had hurt me, and you know different things that happened, and also you know different things that you know uh that happened when I was a child, a lot of that stuff i I got over, and a lot of those things God healed me of through that three month internship that I wouldn't have been able to get if I would have took that job working you know getting twenty three hours you know twenty three dollars an hour, of course, I would have had money in my pocket, but the things that god Wanted to do within me in that three month span would not have happened. It wouldn't have. Of course, people people say, man, well, you, you never know. Uh, you could have took that job and prayed. And, and... nah, bruh, no, no, I would have got that money. See, I know me. You understand what I'm saying? I, I know Gary and I would have got that money and I would have been wilding out. Because there are certain times in our life we think, well, if we get money. Then it'll it'll heal all. It'll take away all our problems. No, it doesn't. A fool and his money is soon departed. And the thing is, is that a lot of people get a lot of money, but their minds are still crippled. Like, let's say let's say you're a you're a drug addict and you win the lottery. You're nothing but a drug addict with a lot of money. Let's say you got issues with depression and anxiety. And you're addicted to prescription pills. And you win the lottery. Well, you're a lottery winner who's addicted to prescription pills. Let's say you're somebody who had who was a sexual who was a sex fiend addict. And you win the lottery. You're a lottery winner who who's a sex fiend. The money doesn't solve anything. Matter of fact, the only thing that's going to do is it's going to give you more opportunity to mess up your life even more. But if you're an individual who. You're working on your issues, you're working on your problems, you're taking it before the Lord, you're, you're, you're figuring things out, you're trying to learn more about how I can walk this path better. Then let's say you get money, then you'll be smarter with, with your decisions. Now, you might, you know, wild out a little bit you know, it happens. But the thing is, is that you've got more stability, more grounding than the other individual. Now, I'm not saying every person that's a Christian, if they would win the lottery, they would wouldn't lose their mind. No, it just depends on the person. There's a lot of people who are Christians who, who they're very, very foolish with their money and they're always broke. So, I mean, you know, it just is what it is. But all I'm saying is, is that Through that instance, with those two situations, God showed me what he wanted me to do. And I was tremendously healed, man, in my mind, in my heart. And money can't buy that. I can't buy that. I can't buy that, man. Like, you can't buy it. Like, you can't. The freedom that I have now, when the Lord healed me of different things that had been in my mind, when he healed me of my past, healed me in my heart concerning different ways I felt about certain individuals in my life. It, it, it. You can't buy that. Money can't buy that. So, like I said, circumstances and situations will show you God's will for your life. Also, the thing is, is also godly counsel. Who do you have in your corner that you can talk to? Whether it be a a a a pastor or a grandmother or a, a father or a, a brother. Somebody who's who, who strengthened in the word of God, who you can talk to. Godly counsel is always, always needed because we can't do this thing alone. We can't. It's a lot of people who have tried to do it alone and have failed or went and just lost their minds. And start hearing all kinds of crazy voices. So we can't do it alone. Godly counsel is needed. It's nothing like me going through a situation. You know. And I can't talk to my wife about it. But I call up one of my friends. Because I only got two. So I call up one of the two. And I say hey man. I got this going down. And he gives me godly counsel. My homeboy Josh. you know. Sometimes he gives me satanic counsel. But nine times out of ten. He's going to give me godly counsel. And. You know he'll tell me, nah, man, don't think that way, hey, man. You remember the word? This is what the word says. You know, oh, he always goes back to the word, and just like my brother Corey, the same thing. I'll call him up sometimes, man. Hey, man, you know I got this going down, man. He'll be like, nah, man. He'll say a scripture, and it'll, it'll. Sometimes I don't want to hear it. Sometimes I don't want to hear it, but he'll just keep on going. Nah, man. You know the the word says that such and such. I'm like, man, man, this man, shut up. But my brother, he just keep on talking. He just keep just keep on going. He just won't stop until I'm out of that spiritual funk, until I'm out of that situation. So godly counsel is needed. You need godly counsel in your walk with God because the church, the body of Christ is made up of people. You understand what I'm saying? It's made up of people. And God uses your brother and your sister in Christ to help you along. He uses your brother and sister in Christ to show you who you are. He uses your brother and sister in Christ to communicate at times with you. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm not going to church. I ain't going and I'm going to do this thing on my own. I knew a guy. He didn't go to church. He you know, he sold drugs, but he didn't go to church and he was sitting in his house and. Uh, He would, you know, give some of his drug money to, you know, some of the, you know, homeless people, you know, homeless person if you saw him. And uh, he said, man, I just got my Bible and, you know, that's all I'm just going to do me. He didn't read it. And uh, I knew he didn't read it because there would be times me and him would talk. And uh, the things he would say was very, very contrary to what the Bible taught. So the thing is, is that a lot of people are taught to respect the Bible, meaning the book. So they'll hold the Bible and they'll feel some kind of reverence for it. But as far as opening it up and actually reading it and allowing God to communicate with them, they don't do that. They just put it in the back of their car as kind of like a, 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 a good luck charm. They put it in the back beside their Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers hats and they just sit it back there. But I mean, that's not going to help you in your in your walk with God. That doesn't even make you a Christian. But sadly sadly because it's nothing but the blind leading the blind that's what people really really believe and that's what people really really are told hey i'm religious man because i got this cross on my neck that don't make you a follower of christ it doesn't it does not and sadly in the end everybody's going to be separated Everybody claiming to be a Christian and claiming to be, it's going to be a time when the Lord comes and He says in Revelation that the sheep will be separated from the goats. The tare will be separated from the wheat. Everybody is going to be together, but there's going to be a time where everybody is going to have to stand and then you will be exposed for who you are. He says that the sheep will be separated from the goats. Hey, I was looking at him and I thought he was a sheep. No, baby girl, he a goat. So the thing is, is that, you know, godly counsel we need in our life. It's been plenty of times. I remember when I was in the army, um, young and dumb and doing some crazy stuff. And I would have older men come to me and say, hey, man, don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. And sometimes godly counsel may not come from a Christian. Did you know that? God can use anybody to speak into your life. And some of these brothers were not Christians. And some of these guys, you know, did believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and they given their heart to him. They was just in some rough times, rough paths in life. But they would pull me aside and say, hey, brother, don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Don't ruin your life. And I took it to heart There were times where I gave godly counsel To the same individuals Sometimes I would take out my bible And lead bible studies When I was in the army Yes And I was messing around With a bunch of women at the same time too What a hypocrite But God still I was able to still Be used Even though I was living a life contrary to the Word of God, and see the thing is, is that I, I just a lot of things I don't understand when it comes to to spiritual walk. But man, when you are saved, when you really, really had a spiritual encounter, and been born again of the water and of the Spirit, God will not take His hand off of you. He won't. I don't care what the Pentecostal Church says. I don't care what the Methodist denomination says. I don't care. I know for a That and from reading his word and through experiences that I've experienced if you're born again truly born again oh my lord the lord ain't gonna take his hand off of you but you can get to a point where you willingly say god I don't want you anymore and I talk about that in my book when the stars stop shining but anyways hey guys we're out of time I love everybody I thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, most people don't make it to the end of uh, of my messages. And that's fine. I get it. Hey, check us out on, on Instagram, the Sacred Hour Ministries. Hey, check us out on Facebook, the Sacred Hour Ministries. Check us out online www.sacredhourministries.com check out my books my first is when the star stops shining that's my testimony and also my second book is called a kingdom abandoning and that is talking about are you building your own kingdom or are you building a kingdom for god in your life thank you so much for listening i love everybody god bless you all Let me pray, Lord. Thank you, God, for everybody listening. If there's any soul listening that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord God, I pray that you would prick their hearts, convict their hearts, Lord. Let them know that in your word it says that you will save anybody that calls on your name. Let them know, Lord, that if they would confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord And that they believe in their hearts that you died on the cross for their sins and that you will forgive them. Let them know that they will be saved, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for every person listening. I pray that you would bless them, Lord. Allow them to know what it is that you have for their life. And I pray, Lord, that they will gravitate and be drawn closer to you through this message. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank y'all for listening. God bless y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. Peace.